Hey everyone, welcome back to the Dadcore Cinema Club. It's a podcast about the cable classics, the middlebrow masterpieces. Those movies that never stop reminding you of the power of the movie star, no matter how many times you watch them. Folks, I am your host, Brandon. Joining me is your other host. His name is... Charlie. Charlie what? What's my last name? No one knows. (laughs) No one will ever know. Just kidding. I th- I still have not uh, deleted it from the service we use to host the podcast. So <laughs> just be a guest <laughs> if you want to know my last name. Just blast it's it simple. on top of my face. It could not be easier to find out Charlie's name. Just come on the podcast. My address, credit card numbers. Open book, but only on Mike. Mm-hmm. Gotta trust you. Speaking of trust, last week we trusted our show to a special guest our friend Kevin, Kev Magnet on Twitter, where we talked about Ocean's 11, 2001, the Sodi movie. Uh, George Clooney, Brad Pitt. I'm not going to list the whole cast, Bernie Mac, because it would take 100 years to get through mm-hmm. the number of guys in that movie. Yeah. An incredible collection 11. of guys. Uh, an interesting episode of the podcast, let's say. Yeah, probably. Who knows? It's not even <laughs> finished yet. <laughs> last week, last week's episode in big quotation marks. It's like a fucking month ago. <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened, uh, that's always our first episode where Charlie had to leave halfway through to, due to technical difficulties. It's a wild ride. Yep. Yeah. Hope the end's good. My roof started breaking during a big <laughs> storm. Did you fix it? <laughs> yep. It's okay. all fixed up now. And I fixed the episode, so. Perfect. Everything's fixed. We're ready to. We're ready to Mitchell. Ready to because yes, we were talking about Mitch. We're, we're going Joe Don Baker mode, and yeah, we could have talked about Walking Tall, uh, like maybe his good, his like best movie. Some people might say, but we went into the deep end on Joe Don Baker. We're talking about 1975's Mitchell, directed by classic director Andrew V. McLagan, everyone's favorite director. Yeah, everyone's favorite movie that they've heard of from their favorite director that they know and love. Had you, like, you're the one that suggested it, so I guess you're more familiar with this movie than I am, but, like, I don't know shit about Joe Don Baker. I don't know. This is, like, very outside of my outside of my wheelhouse. Oh, no, this is my first Joe Don Baker movie, although I've been aware of him. Um, I knew, like, his big ones were Walking Tall uh, and... Mitchell like the two I can name off the top of my head uh but he's been like I I mostly knew him from like guest appearances other movies like he was in it's Goldeneye the Bond movie he's in right where he's the CIA guy I think he's in multiple Brosnan Bonds I think he's the uh the Jeffrey Wright CIA guy Mm -hmm. whatever that character's name is yeah he's been all over movies my whole life but I've never watched one of his starring vehicles and I really wanted to check out one, finally. And for some reason, we decided... I know why reason. We decided on Mitchell because a friend of the show... I'm I'm being released. I did not pull this up ahead of time. We decided on Mitchell because we were trying to pick a Jodan Baker movie and friend of the show, Jeremy Herbert on Twitter, uh, described a scene in his Letterboxd review that just blew me away. It was the sex scene. His description of it, I was like need it uh here's here's the little quote that that sold us was that mid blowjob he hooks a six-pack of schlitz with his pinky toe Mm, he does do that and i was like that's that's a movie we got to cover on the podcast 
a lot of footwork, a lot of beer work. Yeah, Joe Don Baker. The... One of the great names for a movie star, too. Yeah, yeah. You want to have as many names as possible. But Joe Don Baker's whole thing is he's got this, he's just like got this big boy charm. He's not like your typical leading man. He's got this like big boy swag. He's sort of a little more unkempt than your typical action star. He's kind of got like a Homer Simpson energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially in this movie. He kind of looks like Norm MacDonald. Mm-hmm. He brings a very strange vibe to the action hero <laughs> role. Yeah, it's it's different. <laughs> the He's not your Clint Eastwood. You know, he's not your like, I'm put together. I'm like a beautiful man. And I'm going to like shoot guys really effectively because I'm like the greatest cowboy or cop or whatever that's ever lived. He's like, I'm, I'm kind of just like a regular looking dude on the TV. Yeah, it's like usually with these kind of guys, it's like they're not doing much, but because they're movie stars, they're just like so naturally cool. And I feel like in this movie, Joe Don Baker is not doing much, but he just kind of seems like bored and like a slob. He's like half asleep. <laughs> He's kind of like going around doing stuff. It definitely does not seem like a movie star performance. Oh, I like kind of disagree. I think like he is really inherently charismatic in this movie. I think this movie rides on him. Okay, well maybe we'll maybe we'll finally split on one because like it's this. He's got the slob charm in this movie. He's definitely like. like, Yeah, I I was not a huge fan of Mitchell (laughs) up front. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe Uh, it's the version you watched. We need to. I think we need to say up front. Yeah. Looking into watching this movie, because, you know, I don't actually figure out how we're going to watch something before we pick it. We just pick it and we figure it out. Uh, this movie is available yep. on Tubi and Amazon Prime. Both those versions are four by three pan and scans. I'm pretty sure they're like VHS rips. Yeah, the one I watched had like a big watermark on the bottom. So you watch the, the, the Amazon one has a watermark on it. It's, it says yeah, the, for some reason. What's the deal? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> and when it's I, such like a, a shitty rip or restaurant whatever the fuck it it's is full I don't of know cigar why. burns and like scratches yeah. i don't know why you would like watermark the whole thing like oh yeah this is my this is my version i'm responsible for this no one steal this tv version of mitchell that i'm putting out this is like amazon prime's classic like quality control problem which is that there is there is none like, i've watched movies on amazon that are in the wrong aspect ratio as in they stretched or squeezed the picture into the wrong uh-huh. framing uh, this one is just like someone ripped a VHS and put it up. Uh, the 2B one is slightly better looking, but it's still a 4x3 uh, rip, probably from the DVD. Uh, okay. And then I watched it instead on the YouTubes where someone ripped the original one85 by one widescreen aspect ratio from the widescreen DVD in, in glorious hero. 360p some anonymous hero of the internet yeah that was definitely the worst looking movie i've ever watched on amazon (laughs) it looks like i saw that watermark and i said no there has to be another way i'm not watching it like this (laughs) i felt like that was the way i should be watching it like it's like i popped in some unmarked vhs tape that my buddy had like ripped off of like a superstation sunday night movie or something you bought it on a street corner from a guy in a big jacket 
Yeah. It's some yeah, it had taped it off the TV, uh, cut the commercials out of the strip of tape and wound it back up. Your cousin who just like learned how to torrent is like, dude, you gotta check out this movie I found. <laughs> it's dubbed for some reason. It's got like seven layers of subtitles. <laughs> yeah. It it really felt like and I'm sure it's because of how I watched it, but if like the Vincent Canby review that came out like after the movie even said like this feels like it was made for TV. Oh no, it feels like a pilot episode of a TV show. It's got <laughs> everything going. So like and that's not even just the visual quality, because it does have sort of these sparse sets. There's not a lot of actors in the movie. There's no. like three guys in the whole movie. That's it. Uh mm-hmm. Four. There's a lady. There's three guys and a lady. Uh, in the whole movie, it's very sparse. Uh, but it's not just like the cheapness of how it looks. It's the structure. It's it has a title theme, and not like oh, you're thinking like well, Fletch has like this cool synthy theme song that plays. No, it has a title track like an opening theme song of a TV show where it describes the main character, all of his personality traits, and everything he's going to do in the plot. Yeah, it reminded me of the uh, like Dukes of Hazard theme. Yes, it at, and throughout the movie it has musical beats that reminded me exactly of Dukes of Hazard. I'm with you. <laughs> I kept thinking that. So like he will he'll be thwarted and there'll be like a goofy comedy theme that pops up. He'll do something like cool in a in an action theme pop. Like the way it uses yeah. music is the way that a cop show would pepper itself to liven up the production. And yeah, the way it leans really... on his character, his character traits he has this like he plays a slob and so like he's got beer cans all over his uh, his apartment he uh constantly gets made fun of for being slovenly and it, it's a kind of character trait that you wouldn't give to like a cop in a serious cop movie but you would give to a cop in a tv show when you need to endear the audience to his uh specific eccentricities that draw you back to watch the next episode of mitchell much like columbo and poker face might have a slovenly lead because you go well, I want to watch the show with that really charming Peter Falk performance. Right. Yeah, it's like tonally really all over the place too, which it feels more like television, mm-hmm. like they need to have some of everything so that you like keep coming yeah. back to cuz it will like switch from like a like black exploitation style music straight into like the country like ma 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 Mitchell. I like that theme song the drop is so of a hat. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's all over the place uh, in terms of its music, and it's it's less a soundtrack and more like a, a soundboard on like a more <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> like like there's gonna be a slide whistle at any point in time. Yeah, it almost feels like someone had was making like a parody of a cop show. It's like Dukes of Hazard if the main character was Roscoe P. Coltrane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not where are they they're in la i believe i've they're looked this up i found this out because a review referenced where they were i did not catch that in the movie itself okay i mean they yeah they're on a coast for mm-hmm. sure and i guess they're talking about mexico mm-hmm. so it makes sense that it would be california the uh uh title card is extremely sick though i love this the, the title the card is extremely evocative it's like I love that it's like literally just the word Mitchell, but like full screen. And at first it's just Mitchell and this like sick theme is playing. And then it fades him in as like it fades the this shot of Mitchell 
of Jodon Baker's Mitchell uh, through the letters Mitchell. So like there's still it, black between the letters. Yeah. And there's like a stop motion animation. Like it will cut like mm-hmm. one frame. It's like panning backwards the whole time. Yeah. It's like he's, he's he has he's lifting something overhead and you don't know what it is. And it keeps it's like it's like they're skipping 10 frames every time yes. they show the next beat. And then it says it pops up another title card in front of the title card. So the whole screen is the word Mitchell full screen. And then the in little letters on the bottom left, it says Mitchell again. The it just being called Mitchell and then saying Mitchell so much has just it's one of those things where the word has become like absurd in my head from reading and <laughs> seeing it so many times. That's another TV element, right? Like that's what you would call a TV show. You'd call I oh I'm tuning into this Mitchell. week's Mitchell. <laughs> watching Mitchell tonight. Yeah. Hey, uh, bring the boys over. We're watching the new Mitchell. I got a yeah. sixer. We're watching Mitchell. Dude, I can't miss Mitchell tonight. You don't want to be the Mitchell. only guy in the office that isn't talking about the new Mitchell. Yep. That's why you had to tape it. <laughs> and then put it on put it on Amazon. It does open with some cool like cross cutting between a break in and a, a limo. John Saxon in bad guy mode this time. Yeah, John Saxon uh repeat I did not know who I didn't I think when we picked it I didn't know he was gonna be in this movie. But So you hadn't you haven't seen the Mystery Science Theater episode apparently this is one of their like no. big episodes. This is my introduction to Mitchell. Okay. Are you I'm not like a, a mystery science theater guy, are you? I was growing up, but it wasn't like I was running through them all. I would catch it when I was on sci fi channel. Uh uh-huh. so this okay. is not one of the yeah, ones I mean, that I've seen. Okay. Yeah, I've seen like two episodes. Something that has just somehow totally passed me by. That was a show I loved as a kid, but I could not tell you which ones that I watched. Mm. I just cataloging. think it's rude. I think it's rude to talk during movies. Morally opposed <laughs> mystery science theater. I think maybe they would have enjoyed the movies if they paid attention to them. You know. Yeah, yeah. They're tweeting throughout. Yeah, the they're movie live they tweeting every movie. Come on, guys. Come on. Give it a chance. They're like the Razzies. <laughs> they're disrespecting. Me. I just I can't watch that episode now because I just don't know if I could deal with that much disrespect to Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After seeing everything Mitchell's been through, mm-hmm. they wouldn't know what, what it's like. Has- to live that life. What do they know his life, about being mad? His life seems fucking awful. I think his life seems fucking awesome. <laughs> the sleeping on a pull-out couch as like a 40-year-old man is it's not good. I That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. He's got like a real job. Get a bed, man. Yeah, maybe he has There's... a bed. Maybe he likes sleeping on the pull-out couch. Maybe the pull-out couch maybe is comfy. Hard to imagine a pull-out couch from the 70s being comfier than a, just a, like a mattress on the floor do that even Man, i i don't know my couch my couch is pretty comfy my couch is comfy feel, enough that sometimes i will choose to sleep on instead of my bed because it's just like it's a real comfy couch well i'm not don't get me wrong i'm not shitting on couch sleeping it's just every pullout couch i've ever encountered has been comfier to sleep on in the couch version Ooh, that's fair they all have like a bar running laterally, like yeah. in the middle of your back. That's just like inherent to the design. Doesn't seem to get in the way of him and the ladies, though. It really nothing seems to get in the way of him and the ladies. <laughs> Inexplicable. You know, his the life lady. seems awesome. He's like he's a, a cop. <laughs> he's all he does is drink a bunch of beers, be shitty at his job, and he gets laid. 
He, yeah. He's, he's living the slob zone. He really is. He seems he seems like uh, yes, he's a slob, but it, he seems content with being a slob. I think that's just that's just who he is. I yeah, I don't think he can do anything about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not decisions he's making. That's just the way he, he's like a force of nature. <laughs> he was born that way. You just I don't think he was even born. I think he just was always actually. He was he was born that way. He's one of Lady Gaga's little monsters. <laughs> <laughs> he's someone's little monster man <laughs> yeah uh i'm pretty sure saxon's first line in the movie is just shut up i'm thinking yeah some lady's telling a, a story in his car and he tells her to shut up and then he gets home and kills the guy <laughs> for no reason i mean the guy had broken into his house that's one element of the movie that like i didn't understand is like why does this cop want to get this guy so bad he like shot someone in his own house well i mean i don't think i don't think la has a castle doctrine so you can't legally shoot someone in your own house not even like if you're rich i mean you can do anything if you're rich <laughs> but like that's the it weird just... thing about the, like the crime that mitchell's investigating the whole movie is that it's a simple murder it's a simple b and e murder so like guy breaks into john saxon's house john saxon says check this out locks the guy in like he tells us <laughs> check this out he like locks the guy in the the burglar in a room grabs a mouse gun trap this guy and then go and then goads the guy out and shoots him and then plants a gun on his body so like it was self-defense like he, all he did he saw a guy in his home and was like i know i've been waiting for this <laughs> even had a Finally. gun stashed in the hallway like just in case someone broke into his gun room to steal his money yeah it's like he has yeah, been just... waiting his whole life to be able to kill someone in his own home but like that's the crime we're invest. It's like he apparently he's like this big, like real real estate. I don't fucking actually know what this guy does. He's part of a yeah. criminal conspiracy, but I don't understand what it is. Yeah, Wikipedia said he was an attorney, which I don't know if they ever say that in the movie. He's. I think they definitely say he's like a lawyer in it at some point. I knew that. Okay, but I don't like get what his. I don't understand the crime plot of this movie just up yeah, front. Yeah. I don't think it makes any <laughs> sense. So, but he's part of a criminal conspiracy. But the crime that Mitchell wants him for is like he killed a a, a burglar. Yeah. Which not saying that that's not like a crime, but it's small potatoes compared to we find out that the FBI is going to throw every crime in the book at John Saxon's character. Yeah, like I don't I'm not saying it's good to shoot a guy. It's just weird that like they go to the guy's house. He's like, yeah, I'm a rich guy. This dude broke into my house, so I shot him. Mm -hmm. And Mitchell's like, I don't like it. I'm going to fucking get this guy. Well, Mitchell's got, you know, Mitchell's got, you know, uh, values. He's got. He believes in the law. Intuition. Yeah. Maybe just, you know, maybe it's a Columbo thing. He just hates rich people. That could be it. I mean, and he does end up being like justified in his actions so but like the, the weird part of it with the plotting is just like it, it's it's the equivalent of like they got al capone on on tax evasion right like it's like here's a guy who's part of this huge criminal conspiracy but like i'm i just care about this one murder he did yeah there's like mitchell's not investigating the conspiracy he's investigating this guy shot a man yeah he doesn't yeah he's a. Uh... He's not focused on the on the forest. He's looking at the trees. And the murder that Saxon does is really funny, too, because his whole deal is he says, hey, the guy's running away. So the, the guy he's going to shoot is sees the gun and runs. And Saxon goes, hey, and the guy stops and turns around. Huh? <laughs> yeah. 
just well, to maybe get we can shot. just talk this out. If someone, if like, if a guy with a gun said "Hey" to me, I would just keep running. I think. Hey, oh, hey. <laughs> maybe he wants to be nice. To us. Like, <laughs> maybe he's trying to give me the gun. <laughs> it, I thought it was funny too that like, apparently, like Saxon kills the guy, and he's like, "Oh, this guy broke into my house. I shot him, but." That might not be enough. I better put him next to all the guns. <laughs> I need a stronger case here. But the cops arrive, and this is like where I think we differ on Jodan Baker. I think Jodan Baker like swaggers into this movie. Well, when they pull up, he's asleep in the back of the car. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, the cops get there, and he's just like passed out in the back seat while like the unis are in front driving him in. But when he gets in, he's just like swaggers in, and like he's wearing fucking. Oh, I thought I wrote down his outfit. No, yeah. He's wearing a leather coat over this like patterned shirt. He like has all these sick like casual wear outfits in the movie. Yeah, he's wearing like bell bottoms the whole time. Yeah. He just and he just swaggers in and, and I think like you said, it seems like he just doesn't he's bored and doesn't care, but I always I saw that as like he is like he doesn't care, but like in a like I'm a I'm too cool for the scene kind of. Like I'm the cool cop, I'm like the the slobby, lazy cop coming on, on the scene. Huh. Man, my whole like vibe from him was like, oh, that is just some guy. <laughs> he's not he's not acting. He's just that's just a guy. No, my vibe, my my vibe I get from his performance is just like he is it's it's the slob cop, which I found actually pretty charming. I mean, he's definitely nailing nailing what he's doing. But um But nobody nobody likes him. Yeah, and I I, I yeah, it's like the cops don't seem to like him. Uh, well, you you know that they don't like him because his boss, the chief, is like Mitchell. I don't like you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not many people like you. I, I like that Mitchell's whole proof, like his whole evidence of this case, knowing that Saxon killed the intruder, is you know that intruder was only like five four, and those guns are pretty oh, high yeah. up, and they weren't loaded. But his main bit of evidence is literally like, hey, that guy's too short to reach the gun that was planted on his body. He couldn't have hurt anybody. He's a little guy. <laughs> hey, he's, he's like guy. yelling at the crime scene, guys. Did you not measure this dude's height? Like, what do you? <laughs> yeah. Checking all the guns. Because if they're not loaded, they're not dangerous. So, yeah, that's true. But uh, they don't they don't want they don't want Mitchell pursuing this they need to get off of a what's dini is that the guy's name dini dino yeah dino dini yeah walter dini walter dini uh yeah they don't want mitchell you know getting walter dini in trouble because he's a, a rich guy so they put him on cummings who's a guy that you've seen in a bunch of very good movies name one uh 12 angry men yeah yeah, Martin Martin Balsam. Yeah, don't make me name another one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's in all the presidents, men. Yeah, he is. Okay, he's good. He's cool. Yeah, I like him. He's he's. I I love uh, Mitchell tries to like investigate him. He's he's given Cummings as like a fuck you assignment. Like the boss is yeah. like gives him an impossible task: take down this crime boss who's bringing in a bunch of heroin. Um knowing that he won't get it done, but it'll keep him busy so he can't get on Dino. Because it turns out mm-hmm. the the John Saxon's character, Dini, is the FBI is going after him. They're like, they're like, Mitchell, get off the fucking case. The FBI is going to get him for real crimes. Leave this alone. Yeah. It's 
I, they're like, oh, you need to tail this guy Cummings. You need to stake him out. It's just you. And he's like, what? When am I going to eat or sleep? And he's like, oh, don't worry. You, uh, midnight to six. That's nothing's going to happen. So <laughs> don't worry about. Don't worry about the the nighttime. Yeah, they like they already know it's a, like we don't care about this assignment. This is for you to stay busy. Like, what do you think? Someone's going to do crimes at night? That's <laughs> illegal. He goes to, like the the door and just. Mitchell's whole strategy in this movie is to just bluntly annoy Cummings at every chance. It's like, oh yeah, I'm here uh, following you. I'm he doesn't even arrest you. <laughs> he doesn't hide. Like he's not like, oh, I'm I'm secretly following. He just walks over to the door and goes, "Can I talk to that guy?" And they turn him down, and then they play like a comedy song. Yeah, they do their little well, comedy sting. At one point, uh, he's like, "Wow, you blew your cover," and he's like, "Well, I'm not ashamed of being a cop." It's like, yeah, that's not why you should hide because you're ashamed of it he's proud man i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i'm i love being a cop i love this country he was born this way <laughs> he cannot yeah he can't not be mitchell he can't hide who he is yeah but yeah so he like he like goes to the door he's like hey let me in they say no they play a little comedy tune then he goes to light a cigarette and the like match blows up in his face yeah <laughs> and there's another comedy beat to the song he does a little lighter gag. Well, he walks up to the door and he's like, hey, I was just uh, following you hanging out outside your house because I heard some shit about heroin. Uh, so I'll, I'll be here uh, watching you. And the guy's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Closes the door, immediately picks up the phone and he's like, hey, uh, what's the deal with all this heroin? <laughs> it's like, waste no time doing the heroin deal. See, I like to think that they told him he could... Uh, layoff following from midnight to six because they live in the in the batman universe they've got a guy for nighttime policing there <laughs> yeah we have our auxiliary unit it's gonna take over for you because in gotham at night all the cops they don't have any cops at night because batman's just doing it all i thought it was because uh um i don't have a bit <laughs> I was gonna say all the criminals are vampires, but I remember vampires. It's the day that kills them, not night. They're daywalkers. Yeah, they're they reverse vampires. So like the, <laughs> yeah, the monsters go out at night, the moon burns them. Yeah, everyone, all the vampires in LA can only go out during the day. It, yeah, a lot of people don't know this. It's East Coast vampires can go out at only at night. Mm -hmm. uh, West Coast vampires yeah. can only go out during the day. And they hate when you get them confused. <laughs> But yeah, he does that and then just immediately fucks off back to the crime that he actually cares about. Not before empty, he empties his hashtray in Cummings like driveway. Uh -huh. This is the thing, like, I, like that's where I get like I, the the looking, the being bored, the the like not giving a shit is all intentional character bits. Like he's just a slob, like dumping the ashtray in the yeah in the driveway. I think so he does too. not give a shit. I I think it's intentional. I just think what all, all that he's doing, like undercuts any ability for him to like come off as cool to me <laughs> he's too slovenly that's what i find so compelling is it's the um, it's how far it goes because like you can't go this slovenly without losing the seriousness of your story and its main character like they take the slavishness of this character and we'll get even more into it uh they take it so far that like it even though this movie takes itself seriously it's it's impossible to take seriously because of who that yeah. character is right usually with like with these loner cop things it's like oh their apartment is sparse because they like 
they only care about their job mm-hmm. or whatever. They're like, they don't have time for aesthetics. But with this, it just feels like, oh, no, this is like a nasty type guy. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just a piece of shit. This is kind of yucky. He's a loser. <laughs> it's Charlie. He's Charlie. He's Charlie Kelly. He is. He's eating cat food. Yeah. He's got the toe knife. Like, uh, and this is like one of the my my big discussion points. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about it more. Um, I was thinking a lot about this movie in contrast to uh, we talked about a noir last month. Uh, Farewell, my lovely. And when talking about m- the works uh, about character Philip Marlowe, you know, you have to talk about how he's always a few steps behind the men he's following. Why? Because in noir and especially in Marlowe's stories, the world is this unknowable web of conspiracy that is so complex, so labyrinthine that no one can follow it. And it's part of this cynical worldview where like even attempting to understand the machinations of our, of the world that's stacked against us, just it's impossible, right? The only thing you can do is follow them to their inevitable, uh, horrible conclusions. Marlowe's usually, finding out things after they've already happened, you know, getting beat up, whatever. But it's because it's not because he's incompetent. It's because he, there is no competency you could have to follow the webs that are weaved around the world we live in. Right. It's a mm-hmm. cynicism about how, how impossible it is. Uh, Mitchell in comparison is just bad at his job and dumb. Yeah. Mitchell can't follow he the conspiracy gets- because he's an idiot. <laughs> And he also gets the shit kicked out of him a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's just, he's, it's like, he's dumb. And like, uh, Cummings even tells him a couple of times, like he laughs at him, like you're a cop and you can't figure things out. Yeah. Or why did you blow your cover? Like, oh, you need to ask guys questions instead of shooting them. Like, what are you doing? And this guy's a mobster telling him, do you need to be a better <laughs> cop? Like Mitchell within text is just bad at his job, which is like, mm. You can tell like where they're pulling from that classic noir style of like, oh, the world is too complex for our character to, to even follow. But it, it, they take it so far and they make their character so slovenly that it just comes across like, no, this guy's bad. He's just he's a brute force <laughs> uh, a bulldog yeah. of a man who can't do anything. He's bumbling straight through. Yeah. It's like Killing, uh, he the Big kills... Lebowski wasn't a, a comedy, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And if the dude killed every person that he encountered. <laughs> Yes, I mean, what if the Big Lebowski had a shootout at the end? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> that would be cool. It'd be better. <laughs> he should have blasted Jackie Treehorn. Mitchell's better than Big Lebowski. That's right, yeah. Just from a uh, like ideological standpoint. Mm-hmm. Purely on the paper, on, on the page, like theoretically, uh-huh. in the abstract. <laughs> it's just, that's just a better form of story. I mean, if a story has shootout, better movie. Yes, yeah, that's movies 101. Yeah, when he goes back to Saxon's house, when he ditches his his post, then he ding dong ditches the house. Yeah, what? Like, I was like, what is? What are you doing? What do you think you're gonna find out there? Uh, his whole plan, and again, this goes back to him just being really bad as a cop. It's <laughs> his plan is he ding he like rings the doorbell and then he runs along the back of the house and breaks in through the back door. I guess to get John Saxon's character to answer the front door while he investigates the back room, which is like, that's a police academy bit. That's like him doing like childhood pranks to, to do police work. Yeah. And like, he knows there's a good chance that he's going to get murdered because he radios in and he's like, Hey, I'm not bringing my gun. Uh, I'm probably going to die because I'm stupid (laughs) and I want this to be 
a murder like this the the only way in the movie in which he shows savvy is knowing that everyone wants to kill him at all times right yeah please investigate my death as a murder he's a martyr <laughs> when he's I, a hero <laughs> when i'm inevitably killed he wants to die. He can't do it, but, though. The, but you ask what he's going to find. What he does find is he lies down on the outline of the body to figure out how tall the guy was. And then yeah, he <laughs> goes up against the gun case to figure out scientifically by imitating the man's height how far he could have reached if he could have reached the gun he had. Mm-hmm. That's the only evidence he's going for is, huh, the guy was he too like- short to reach a pistol. Yeah, he like shelf. positions himself inside of the tape outline. It's like really trying to get into the mind of a of a short guy. Like, oh, what if I had been shot? Mm-hmm. What would I be thinking? He's basically investigating, did your roommate eat your Cheerios? They were on the top shelf and he is your shortest roommate. Could he have reached it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's so goofy too cuz like even if he couldn't have gotten to the guns, he had broken into this guy's house. <laughs> He was a home invader. I mean, you can't just kill a home invader. Uh, I can defend my property. Okay, legally, where I live, you can do that. But in L.A., I don't think you can. Yeah, I've never looked into whether or not uh, it's legal to shoot someone in my in my house. In Atlanta, Georgia, I would assume that that's encouraged. I think most states have castle doctrine laws uh, of varying levels of seriousness like in some states you don't have to give a warning you can just shoot the guy in some states you do yeah. have to give a warning i think uh down here in the south they kind of want you shooting people in in your house that's the preferred uh method of disposal of home invaders i'm doing in show uh some research research on california penal code some legal research in in 75 though that's the part i don't know i do know they have a castle doctrine i don't know when it was passed after the manson murders <laughs> they weren't allowed to defend themselves from the hippies i just want to make sure during this episode that i come off as a stand your ground uh second amendment freak i think john saxon was well within his rights to murder this guy uh you know so I just looked it up mid-episode. We're not usually a research podcast. Uh, not that much. I don't like to fact-check things we say. But we are very diligent students of the law. We are. Uh, I am I'm a lawyer, and you can't take my <laughs> advice on this podcast. Please don't. I don't have a law degree. Uh, it looks like California does have a stand-your-ground law passed in, like, 84. So I... Don't I think at this time, maybe they couldn't have. Mm. It also says you have to have actual like fear of grave bodily injury coming to you, not the person running away from you. Well, he turned back around. That's that's like John Saxon's great plan is he screams, hey, buddy. So the guy, he can shoot him in the front. It's got to get him in the front. The classic. Hey, buddy maneuver. That's that's why you never someone says, hey, buddy, you don't turn around because they're just trying to not shoot you in the back. (laughs) they're trying to trick you man then he goes back to uh back to his apartment where the lady from the beginning of the movie is there i'm be honest i did not know that until you just said it right now i didn't recognize her that is her though right from the beginning i don't know i don't think they could afford three women 
<laughs> yeah, they had a three-woman budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they maxed out. They hit their woman quota early. I love the scene with her. A lot. Yeah. She walks in. There's just a Playboy on his couch. Mm-hmm. He, there's a Playboy on his couch. She, like... She asks, he asks her if he, if she wants a drink, she asks what he has. And he's just like beer and vodka. And then he hands her, he opens a can and hands it to her. And she's like, I want a glass. He spills it all over. He spills the beer. He, he foams the hell out. He's like a 90% foam on his pour. It spills on her lap. He asks (laughs) if she wants a towel instead of just giving her one. Then once she's wiping up and he gives an awkward line trying to explain the spill, he says the beer got excited. He drops his gun through his pants onto the floor. <laughs> he still gets laid. Right. Yeah, well, for a thousand dollars. I mean, he doesn't have to pay it. True. But I mean, it's not like she's like turned on by this display. I know. I think actually we she is. It does end up that she is. She yeah. is turned on by this display. That's that's the big twist of the movie is you think, uh, oh, she's only sleeping for sex. But actually. At the beginning, it's just a bonus. Is. The money's she, a bonus. She realizes that she loves this shit. She, she, it's this movie. You know what it's about? It's about slobs versus snobs. You know, man. And yep. and the slobs win. Finally, the slobs come out on top. Yeah, she picks up the Playboy and she's like, "Oh, is there really anything in here better than me?" I really wanted him to be like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's their job. Sorry, but uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a I'm a cop. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't lie to you. I can't lie. So, yeah, so she's there. We don't know why she was sent. I love that he doesn't turn her down. He's like, oh, well, free sex. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm not any. I, I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. <laughs> when they, when he gets out of bed in the morning, he like wraps all the sheets around him and then he ruffles her hair like she's a child when he passes He's her. Like the least sexy person like imaginable to me. <laughs> He's like every every interaction with her is so awkward. It's so weird. I <laughs> he ruffles her he hair does. like she's a kid. It's so much yeah, like she on. just like got a base hit in her like little league game. <laughs> like, good job, sport freak, freaky. Uh, and it's not like his straddle out of bed and like the wrapping the blankets on himself. Not like that's a sexy move or anything. It's so awkward. Yeah, he's like burritoing himself. <laughs> that's such a weird like has anyone ever done that in real life wrap the sheets or the top sheet around yourself yeah like the movie move of wrapping a sheet on your around your body and then walking with it away from the bed to like go do something you know the sensors aren't usually watching what i'm doing no you're lucky (laughs) one of the lucky few outside of the eyes of the panopticon it's just like a really funny only when I forget to unplug my webcam at the end of the night. <laughs> Gotta make a toga out of my bed sheets. <laughs> it's gonna take fucking forever to put back on my bed. That happens a lot in movies, though. Mm. I'm I'm very curious if anyone's ever tried that out. You what you're like, what you're really saying here is you 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 wanted to see the Joe Don Baker hog. I did, yeah. I'm I want to see the full bakery. That. Let's go. What's <laughs> what's he packing? Yeah, let's see that baguette, buddy. The baker's dozen. That doesn't make sense. He's got a lot of balls. <laughs> <laughs> the Joe Dong like, Baker. Joe Dong Baker. There, there it is. That's what we were looking for. 
Well, I mean, this didn't even have boobs, so you know they're not going. They're not doing male nudity if they're not doing female nudity. So there's an uncensored version of this movie. What? And I have to. I don't think there's boobs in it. Uh, maybe no. there is. I have to ask. At one point, she writes on his windshield. What did she write? Bastard. Okay, so same thing as me. Apparently, in the censored version, she writes a jerk. Oh. <laughs> so I think we both watched the uncensored version. So even though I was wondering because yours was the pan and scan. Yeah. Yeah, there was a bunch of boobs on the outside, very edges <laughs> of the frame. <laughs> kept just panning away from it. <laughs> a bunch of dongs. <laughs> he lives with like three other guys that you never see in the pan and scan version. They're all just like nice watching. <laughs> yeah, they only show up in the sex scenes. They're just on the side. <laughs> yeah, but he goes through her purse. Real, real smooth operator. This guy. so weird. <laughs> he dumps it out. He's the most off-putting guy who's ever been a cop ever. He's not charming. He's not sexy. He is like he has no. Uh, he has no. Uh, what I want to say. He's got no. Um, tact he's very like brute yeah. force that and so like he he's just like a person person just goes through it he doesn't like talk yeah. to her he doesn't like try to like pry after she, he asked her like who sent her she says she won't tell him and after getting one no he just empties out her purse on the table yeah to find yeah, what he does, he's not even like picking stuff out one at a time he just like undoes the clasp and dumps it all mm. out he goes oh I I, weed hmm she does have some some grass, as they would say in the seventies. <laughs> yes, she has some grass. <laughs> we should bring that back. Yeah, I think I was gonna hang out and smoke some grass tonight. <laughs> some reefer. I don't know. I'm not like you know super familiar with sex work, but I have to imagine she's like one of the most professional sex workers of all time. She's like so fine with everything he's doing she's so like casual about how fucking weird he is so like good for her she's yeah. great at she's getting paid a lot though that's true yeah uh, there, i love the reveal there's the reveal later um we find out who paid for her. he mentions that she's she says she was paid a thousand a night but it turns out she was paid a hundred an hour yeah so they were just, just so having good. 10 hours of sex every time she visits mm. yeah He's just so good at doing sex for so long. And I think that's like, that's the charm of him for her, right? That that maybe she's not in love with the slob stuff, but she's like only one guy can go for yeah. 10 hours. Can have sex with me for 10 hours. And it's Joe Don Baker. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it's this guy. <laughs> it's Mitchell. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the Homer Simpson secret too, I think. That's why Marge is with him. Number one at sex. Yeah. As every single every time you watch like a sitcom and there's like the big husband hot wife, I think that's the answer. Yeah, that's got to be it. Ten hours. That's ten, the number you got to hit. Minimum ten <laughs> hours. Fellas, you want the secret to getting any lady you want? It's ten hours. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe she's just like because those are billable hours for her. Maybe she's just not super honest on her. Oh, invoices. she's milking the clock. Uh huh. While she's. Milk in the cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to finally put the explicit tag on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
But I mean, if John Saxon's a lawyer, he understands that that's just part of the biz. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> jerks off Mitchell also. <laughs> That's why nobody likes Mitchell. He's had sex with everyone in town. <laughs> what are you going to do? He's just so good. Uh, yeah, he does anything. Do you want to? You know, tops, bottoms, he's a switchel. Yeah. Whatever it takes to please his partner. To get his job, to get the job done, you know? Yeah. He's also a professional. See, we, what we see in this movie, and it's, it's only because they could not release the X-rated cut. What we see in this movie, he looks like a bumbling police officer because his expertise is really in the bedroom. And that's how he yeah. breaks every case. Some pivotal scenes were cut. The movie does not make sense without showing explicitly how good he is yeah, at sex. We, we don't see him having sex with John Saxon. We don't see him having sex with uh, Cummings' character. Yeah, Martin Balsam. That's why they call him Cummings. Hmm. Wow, it's right in our face. <laughs> right in, you know, right in Mitchell's face, really. Right in, right in Mitchell's face. <laughs> I thought it was funny in the next scene, though, the, like, uh, Cummings, like, goes to meet with a, a mob guy. But, like, the whole time they, before, he's, like, talking about heroin in Mexico. So I thought they were dealing with, like, some kind of Mexican mob, Mexican mm-hmm. cartel. But it's just like the regular Italian mafia. Yeah. Nothing to do with the, you know, Mexican people. He's meeting with No, they're movie, they're just getting they're getting the heroin from the Salamanca family. Yeah. But uh the people moving it are in the US. Uh-huh. I th- I they're just in the seventies that Italians were the only mobsters. We hadn't discovered other ethnicities of mobster yet. They had a monopoly on it, really, is a thing. Uh, that that industry would really get diversified with affirmative action in the coming decades. Yeah, thank God. Mobsters so Italian was the hashtag in the 70s. <laughs> a Mexican gangster only made 20 cents for every dollar an Italian gangster made. <laughs> It's probably actually true. <laughs> it probably is. I mean, who's selling the final product? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the whole, the whole like problem that that Cummings has is the mob wants him to move this like million dollars in heroin, but Mitchell's sitting on him, so he can't move it because he'll get arrested. And he's mm-hmm. like, I can't do it. And they're like, Well, you have to fucking. Which is these are the dumbest mobsters ever because Cummings is telling them, I fucking can't move it. You yeah. you will lose your million dollars in heroin to the police if i move it they're watching me and they're like move it anyway which is not what like (laughs) anyone would actually do (laughs) we don't care he should have mentioned that the cop after him was mitchell and then they would have understood the mitch is mitchell his first name or his last name i think it's a mononym he's just mitchell yeah Yeah. (laughs) like madonna yeah they don't it's like that's why no one calls him detective or officer uh, he's just like Madonna or Cher. It's just it's just he's Mitchell. not even a yeah. Maybe he's not even a cop. He's just some guy <laughs> named Mitchell. He just keeps showing up, so they give him work. Yeah. He just is. Oh, he's like Hubie Halloween. Yes, but every day of the year. Have you seen Hubie? Yeah, I have. Seen okay, Hubie. you said like the way he cooperates the cops and they just fucking hate him. Yeah, that that's like Mitchell. Richard... He kept calling up the police station every day. Like I got tips. I got tips, and eventually they just gave him a gun. 
and told him to go yes. have fun. Mitchell is uh, Richard Jewell. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's This is what happened at the end of Richard Jewell. He finally got to be a cop. Is Hubie Richard Jewell? Yes. <laughs> Basically the same movie. Yeah, I guess so. Have people talked about this? Paul Walter Hauser would be really good as in like as like a Sandler comedy guy. Absolutely, yeah. We should get him into the Happy Madison. I mean, as 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 great as he is as a dramatic actor in Richard Jewell, he'd be really fucking funny in a Happy Madison movie. They should make another Hubie Halloween and add Richard Jewell as a character yes. into the movie, or they should make Richard Jewell too and add Hubie Halloween. Oh yeah, this time Hubie helps him crack the case. Yeah, it takes place on Halloween this time. Ooh, maybe Michael. Maybe he's solving the Michael maybe Myers Michael Myers. <laughs> it's a multiverse yeah. uh, mashup. That's how you sell the tickets. Hey, Bloomhouse, call call me up. I got ideas. We've got some. All we gotta great do is negotiate ideas. with like three at least different studios. Yeah, yeah, and some like real life people. Yeah, nah, <laughs> whose images we're using. Nah, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. We'll deal with By Michael Myers. Money. I met the actor Mike Myers. The good thing about not having any money is it doesn't matter if you get sued. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what are you going to take from me? So, uh, uh, Mitchell's boss tells him to bring a guy in no matter what. There's dudes that are tailing Cummings, and he, yeah. he's like, bring him in no matter what. I don't care. I want something. So Mitchell follows the guy to like it's a golf course, right? And then he well, just before that oh. he has like a low speed chase, mm-hmm. and the, which turns into like a a real car chase, and he gets bumped off of a hill. But very weird, no score. Like the edits seem like random. It's like if you just gave like a someone with no mm-hmm. professional uh, experience a bunch of footage of cars, and we're like, oh, okay, cut this together however you want. I, thinking, I forgot the car chase happened, which is why I skipped yeah. over it. Uh, it's it's like a car chase in a TV show. It's like not really yeah. notable. It feels like they didn't really have the budget to do anything too it extravagant felt, with it, it. It's just two cars running on the road. It felt long to me. It is long. It's like, all right, uh, if you're going to have this car chase, please have something cool happen, or at least mm-hmm. let the music come back in. Yeah. It was very weird. No, the music in this, they don't really use the music to, to like, to actually score moments of the movie. It's used as, like, beats to tell you how to react to, like, a major character moment. Yeah. Like a TV show. It's like a laugh track. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's strange, because, like, usually a car chase in a movie, the rhythm of the edits is either is, like, playing with the music or with, like, the des- sound design in mm-hmm. some way. But this one, it just wasn't. It was, like, home video of cars. Yeah weird this was kind of like a long 97 minutes oh i thought it went down smooth really yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be our first split for sure yeah i think it yeah finally we found one <laughs> fucking mitchell i didn't i didn't prep all of my like my burns my siskel ebert style getting mad you don't have any that you're just sitting on for a long time no. nothing simmering under the surface yeah, i think you have to actually hate each other for it to work yeah, it's a bummer. We'll find something. But uh cultivate cultivate some hatred. Yeah, they have that low speed car chase for this like red Mustang that's following him. Yeah. Something like that. Uh just some random yeah, because he's trying to follow Cummings, this guy chases him. Uh eventually I think he catches Cummings at this like 
rest at some location, and some guys come in and break Cummings' car door. <laughs> yeah. Cummings tries to hire him. He's like, hey, I want to put you on payroll. Because he... Re- it's at some point in this conspiracy story, Cummings decides that it's actually good to have a cop following him because it means the mob can't kill him. Yeah, he's like the only person that's interested in not killing him at this point is Mitchell. Mm-hmm. So like he just like starts offering him, like he just starts working along with him. It reminds me of the relationship they hit reminds me of like in the long goodbye when Elliot Gould starts like getting along with the guy who's tailing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at one point, he tells him, like, hey, I'm going here. You can meet me there. I just don't want you to get uh-huh. lost. <laughs> uh, it feels like that, where, like, it becomes this, like, oh, we both have accepted our circumstances, and we're just rolling with it. Yeah. They have soup t- soup together. Mm-hmm. But, soup um, time. God. He slammed, uh, at some point around here, he, the guy that he's in the chase with, he slams his hand in a car door mm-hmm. real bad. Yeah, that happens. That's later in the movie. Like he gets a call. He's like out on the job. He gets a call, and they're like, "Hey, that guy you chose to find, we found him." And he's like, "Great!" And he just goes, beats up the. He goes and finds the 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 red car driver, breaks his hand, and then leaves. It's just this little aside for him to get revenge. Yep. Yeah, I like the. Because you know, just from this type of thing, that the two cases that he's working on are mm-hmm. actually just one case. Mm-hmm conveniently uh that's a great a great trope of the detective story it always works for me i love it i I'm always <laughs> wait for the two things to line up i don't know how these two cases li- i think that doesn't make any sense to me the movie you know they're all doing crime what's saxon's together. what's john saxon's character's involvement in the heroin stuff he i don't he talks know. to cummings at one point but i don't yeah but just to talk about Mitchell. We yeah, we got to get rid of Mitchell. <laughs> but I don't know what their connection is. Yeah, he tries to bribe Mitchell too with some kind of like real estate scam. Mm-hmm. I which I don't think has anything to do with like any of the heroin stuff. Yeah, he was he offers Mitchell. He's like, I I, I will give you a twenty five thousand dollar loan. You'll buy one of my places. Then I'll buy it back from you for a hundred thousand, and you'll pocket seventy five. How's that sound? I would have taken He's like. He doesn't understand numbers, so he doesn't know if that's good. <laughs> he actually can't read or anything. He's like, actually, uh, instead of that, I'll just fucking kill you. <laughs> How about that? Speaking of kill, like Mitchell's boss tells him to go get one of the guys that's tailing Cummings, bring him in and find out who they work for. And the way he solves is he goes to the golf course where Cummings is playing golf, starts annoying <laughs> the guy who is tailing Cummings until the guy runs and then he shoots the guy in the leg as he's running away. Yeah. That's just classic Mitchell. Classic Mitchell. He's just like, I did it. I brought him. The, the chief's like, what do you do? Why, why, why would you shoot him? He's like, you told me to bring him in. That's how, that's how I brought him in. Easy. That's how I do it. Bring him in in a fucking yeah, you told, body That's bag. how we get him for two weeks. What do you, what do you mean? You didn't, you didn't arrest him for anything. You shot him in the leg. Can you Same arrest thing. a guy for being shot in the leg? Yes, Is you that can. a crime? Yeah, that's resisting arrest. <laughs> Uh, catch 22 <laughs> i love after he shoots the guy he immediately holds he hands the gun over to like cummings like really casually he's like hey you want to yeah. hold this gun i'll uh i'm gonna go <laughs> call the hq <laughs> i gotta go brag about this to the boys i don't i, I can't remember the sequence of events but it's at one point he gets like 
beat up by yep. some guys yes. and they put a trash, next. trash can on his head. Yeah. He, he he goes and has that dinner with Cummings and when he leaves. Oh yeah, they have the soup. They have their little soup the... dinner. Cummings yells at his like his like his buff bodyguard guy. He's like, yeah. You're a bad butler, the coffee's cold, which is like a comedy bit for no reason. His manservant. Yeah, he's just like being bitchy to his manservant. It's like a comedy bit in the movie. And the manservant guy's like getting jealous that he's his boss is like asking Mitchell to be on the payroll. Yeah. But uh, that's when Mitchell gets beat up and it's like three guys attack him. They throw a, a trash can on his head. <laughs> and then the theme song plays <laughs> for the first mom. time in the movie. <laughs> which is incredible. Oh, Mitchell. That theme song is so cool. You got a trash can on your head. It should have just been directly <laughs> narrating what was happening. It's it's by a folk uh, singer-songwriter, Hoyt Axton. Is his yeah, name. that's a great name. Which is so good. And the lyrics go, my, 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 my Mitchell, what would your mama say if she ever knew that you were crawling out my and carrying mama. on that way, cracking their heads and jumping in and out of beds and hanging around the criminal scene? Do you think you're some kind of star like the guys in the movie screen? And all the while he's having a, because this song goes on for 90 seconds. It is an, I timed it. It's a 90 second musical sequence. All 90 seconds of which are Mitchell having sex. Nice. Nice. So the next time someone tells you that movies don't need sex scenes, remember Mitchell, which has a 90 second sex montage in which Mitchell like, He's he's getting blown and he pick that that's the scene where he picks up the beer cans. He's got like a sixer on the nightstand. He's on the ground. The sixer is still in the the uh, the beer can um, plastic thing. What do you call that? The like little ringlets. Yeah, the beer. Yeah, the other ringlets. And he like hooks him with his pinky toe and brings it down so he can drink them. Mm. He's got a foot thing for sure. Mitchell does like essential sexy 90 seconds of just them in different positions there's a lot of uh, parts of the bedroom cuts of kissing to kissing they're like cut from one shot of them kissing to a different one you can uh, tell that like this sequence started with we have a 90 second song what do we put here and so they just had to come up with as many different like these are intimacy in the bedroom shots because they decided not to fill the scene with anything else except sex yeah the way it was cut together it made me think like oh this director saw his like second movie and it was a french new wave film (laughs) it's like whoa i this was the moment where i realized i was positive on this movie (laughs) because this is audacious it's audacious it is it's incredible it's out there for sure it's fucking amazing because I knew about the I knew about the the beer can and sex thing, okay, but I wasn't expecting the theme. I wasn't expecting a lyrical theme song, let alone over this sequence. Yeah, yeah. There's probably more cuts in this sequence than like the rest of the movie combined. Yes, <laughs> it's crazy. But then after, like, th- she just like spills coffee all over his fucking kitchen. She's <laughs> is that what is. Like, is that yes. what's going on? Yes, no. She, he's like, they have sex for like 10 hours. And then he's like, <laughs> make me coffee because it's the morning. Yes. And she walks in and she like pulls out. And I think it's the top of a percolator. I think she, it's a percolator because I, I think okay. it's, you, the coffee's off. I have to explain. I have to explain this fucking shot. It's, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Because like this shot is weird because they could have just shot it from inside the kitchen. 
So yeah, it's like down the hall. It's dark. Yeah. Instead of being in the kitchen, it, it's like a small apartment kitchen. And it's probably not a lot of room in there. It reminds me of actually in Mikey and Nikki where they go to the woman's <laughs> house. And there's like her kitchen's this small little cubby in the back of the shot. And we have Mikey and Nikki in the foreground. God, that Except was... Instead of using it this way because there's stuff in the foreground to look at. In this movie, it's 75% of the screen. Actually, not much for you because you're watching in 4 by 3 where it's cropped to the doorway. Mm-hmm. In widescreen, the extra widescreen elements are just the walls oh. around the doorway. So it was cropped by the image itself. Yeah, 60%, 70% of the screen is the wall on the left and the wall on the right. And then there's just the doorway to the kitchen in the center. And through the doorway, we see her take this like top of a percolator off of what I assume is the oven, but the oven's off screen. It's, it's behind the doorway. You can't see it. So you just see her reach. She grabs a thing and she just starts dumping powdered coffee, already ground coffee, just <laughs> from the bag into this small tube. Like all, all over the floor. <laughs> Every, it's going everywhere. <laughs> and then yeah. she reaches off screen to put the thing in, uh, presumably in a percolator. But there are so many. I love coffee. And there are so many ways to cinematically shoot coffee. Like coffee is one of those like, it's a very cinematic uh, ritual to complete in the morning. You, sure. This is like Jerry Seinfeld made an entire, entire show about how cool it can look when you film coffee properly. Right. That's comedians and cars getting coffee. It's just them. Lots of really sexy shots of coffee machines bubbling. And they don't show it at all. In this movie. It's just like, yeah, what if we saw a woman and she was 10% of the screen and she was pouring coffee all over the ground? Yeah, it's weird. It is very weird. I think it's like because there's another thing where they're trying to like show that she's not like, you know, a domestic. Uh, mm-hmm. Woman of the era, because like. She's like busts into his place. He's like, you left a bunch of fucking dirty dishes in the sink. And she's like, oh, you don't have a dishwasher. So like, I guess maybe the coffee thing is like doing that also by having her just like dump a bunch of fucking dirt on the floor. <laughs> in just, the kitchen. I think it's because when she walked in, there was already a pile of coffee grounds on the floor. And so she just, oh, this is where the coffee goes. This is, where this is how keep, Mitchell does it. This is where he keeps the coffee on Mitchell the floor. Mitchell actually licks it off the ground. <laughs> it's like a mole. <laughs> He's got to have either beer or coffee at all times. That's how he stays level. Well, that's like me. That's yeah. my. He's just like me. <laughs> Straight from beer into coffee. This is why I like Mitchell. Mitchell's just like me for real. This is essential. Uh, hurt tummy cinema. <laughs> Upset tummy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We don't. Maybe he just can't consume solids. Just, beer, coffee, and soup is what he's running on in this movie. <laughs> is there anything you need other than that? Just fully liquid diet. And the the soup that he's eating is just a mixture of beer and coffee. That sounds good. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good soup. You think that sounds good? Would you want it hot or cold? Cold. Yeah. I mean, I've had coffee beers. Those are tasty. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Think, it would, I don't think it would be a satisfying meal. Cold coffee is definitely better than hot beer. Yeah. Yeah. I would not want hot beer. A hot beer on a cold night. Ooh, love it. <laughs> All of our European listeners are like, yeah, hot beer, delicious. Yeah, I take my beer black. Um... <laughs> uh, one beer, please. Two sugars. 
I usually use the stevia though. Yeah, in in my in your beer, <laughs> and some uh some Ita- Italian sweet cream coffee mate in my mm. in my uh, Narragansett lager. Yeah, I, I like get a beer chino in the morning. Yeah, kick your day off right before you go to work. <laughs> I really, I really do not understand the because the next thing that happens in the movie, he arrests her for weed. She tells him to. Yeah, but why isn't she like joking? So like, yeah, he goes after she makes the coffee. Well, while she's making the coffee, he goes through her bag again. I, I like the line where she says, "Um, you already went through my bag." And he's like, "That was Tuesday." Yeah, it is Thursday. Be anything in here like, now. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there might be something different. Like, I don't know what your Thursday stock is. What's your Thursday everyday carry? Let's find out. And it's the same shit. Yeah. And she just like yells at him for being a bad cop. Sure. And tells him like, "There's weed." She's like, arrest me, it's weed. And he's like, okay. He just takes her up on it. Yeah, they're like flirting. And he's like, all right, you're going to jail, <laughs> to jail now. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get it. And she's like, mad, actually very mad about it. Mm-hmm. At first, it sounds like she's like, whatever she, about it. But then she, once they get to the police station, she's pissed off. Like, oh, I had a clean record in this town. Just this one, though. Yeah. Uh, like the, the, the booking guy is like impressed with him. He's like, oh, you had sex with her? And Mitchell's like, hell yeah, I did. <laughs> no, I'm arresting her. It's awesome. And you might think, would that mess up his chances with her? Is she going to be so mad about it that she'll never go back to the Mitchell again? No, and she's mad no. for a day, maybe. Yeah, because she's mad for Mitchell. Mad about Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, he's very weird about her and gross. Because when... Saxon's making him the offer of the real estate scam deal. He's like, "Oh, ha ha ha! I'll quit. I'm gonna quit paying for your, you know, your girlfriend." And he's like, "Oh, she'll come back for free." It's like, like I, he knows he knows the ladies. He's the ladies gross. love the Mitchell. You don't have to say it like that. Ladies like, can't resist the Mitchell. Oh, actually, we, I, actually, we like each other. But instead, he's like, "Oh, she'll get in my bed for nothing." <laughs> I'm so sick with it, and she's nasty. <laughs> um, on that same note, I love that uh, the God, it's fucking. He is the dumbest cop in the world because he's he's it's it's at his soup dinner. He like accuses Cummings of paying for the prostitute, and Cummings go says, "You're not you're a cop, and you don't know who's paying for her." Uh-huh. And that's when Mitchell puts it together that uh. oh, it's John Saxon. It's the other guy in the story. Yeah, and it's like. It's taken him this long to fucking figure out. Like, even the character of the storytelling, like, you're a dumb cop if you can't figure out who's paying for the process. <laughs> it's so funny. When he doesn't bite on the scam either, Saxon calls Cummings, and he's like, I've tried everything, you know, sex, money. We got to kill this fucking guy. <laughs> he's not biting. Again, what what is their involvement together? Uh, yeah, they're both being investigated by Mitchell, so they have to team up. They're, again, oh, okay. this is the in the Batman universe, so the villains mm. have to team up against okay. the cop. It's like the 1966 Batman movie. Exactly. Okay. They're forming their uh, own axis of evil, their own let's, Sinister let's, Six. Let's try to let's try to trace this plot. So, what is this? What is what are the characters? So, Cummings is involved. In a heroin deal. The mob is bringing in heroin from Mexico. They have it in a boat off the coast. He's supposed to bring it in through his port and sell it locally. 
mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to because the cops are on him. Okay, that's his deal. Hero, big million dollar heroin deal, correct? Mm-hmm. John Saxon's Dini character murdered a guy in his own home, and uh, it's a Mexican guy that he murders. So there's like some implication that he has something to do with the with the Mexican heroin deal that's going on. But like they use a bunch of slurs to refer to the murdered guy. He, but like John Saxon, his character, it does real estate scams, right? And, but and what? Well, I just what is his connection to? How are they one case other than the fact that Mitchell gets them both? He's involved in some way in the trafficking of heroin from Mexico. But the only way that's clear is he meets up at the. There's like a dirt. There's a. There's like a dune buggy. Dune, <laughs> dune buggy racetrack. Saxon and Cummings meet up. Uh, and they go, we got to kill this fucker. And that's the only involvement. Like, we don't understand, like, what John Saxon's role in it. It's not like a movie. The movie is so disinterested in the actual conspiracy. Yeah, it's not important. What's important is Mitchell. Mitchell. (laughs) Mitchell. That part's really funny, too, because John Saxon, he's, like, in a dune buggy. He, like, he's, like, says something to them. He drives away, like, does, like, a donut and drives back. It's, like, just showing off his dune buggy to his his boys. But they're, like, like, um, they're, like, I would never get into one of those things. I was, like, dude, you're in a car right now. It's a fucking car. (laughs) It it reminded me of the Long Good Friday where, like, there's the rally car, the demolition derby scene. Yeah. Where it's, like, oh, yeah, the leader of the IRA is a demo derby guy. (laughs) They've got hobbies outside of their work. They can't kill a pedestrian with two dune buggies, though. No. This fucking Mitchell falls for the classic mud trap trick. Yeah. What a Cummings idiot. like, follow me off track. I was just talking to... He's like, why are you talking to the murderer? And he's like, oh, we were just, you know, we we're just chilling. Follow right. me. Yeah. I was just hanging out with the guy that has tried to kill you multiple times in this movie. Follow me next, somewhere safe. And he we'll, drives yeah. him. I think we'll be safer the in the swamp. Into the track. And Mitchell doesn't think, like, oh, I should turn away. It's a mud track. He gets stuck in the mud. Yeah, he's in like, like an old 70s, like fucking million pound front wheel drive car. <laughs> uh, if someone tried to. If the mobster I was following was uh, talking to the guy trying to kill me and then said, follow me and drove through a, a mud track, I would. Uh, go home. Yeah, Turn or around. like back to the station or something. Yeah. Hey, chief, he tried to kill me. The because like he gets out of his car and then <laughs> Dini and some other random dune buggy guy try to run him over for like forty five fucking minutes. <laughs> it's awesome. It. It's so cool. <laughs> They're running at him like a bull, and he's just like dodging left <laughs> and right. Even when he's like he gets trapped in like a big thicket of brush and they he's like not moving for like five minutes and they still cannot run him over he does yeah his he decides to hide in the tall grass <laughs> and they just start they start coming at like chipping away at the edges of the shrub he's in yeah it's fucking sick actually <laughs> i like it <laughs> oh my it's god goofy. it looks so goofy there's like a bunch of big like i don't know if they're crane or like helicopter shots but it's like overhead and it just makes it look especially silly that they're just like cannot hit this fucking guy <laughs> turning's hard man i can't aim with shit with a car you play twisted metal 
Not yeah, easy. that is hard. I don't know. I played a lot of Grand Theft Auto, and it's very easy to run over pedestrians <laughs> in that game. Yeah, but there's a lot. If you're trying to target one specifically. Oh, yeah. Mm. They can jump. Jump out of the way. He gets the high ground, though. He gets the upper hand. Kills the guy with a rock. Yeah, that's like really brutal. I love that. Cause that's like the reveal of that's what the title card is. Yeah, that he's bashing someone's head with a rock. <laughs> in the title card. The like that, All the kills dude's in, in a this... dune buggy. He gets out and Mitchell's like, I have a rock. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> you should have stayed in your dune buggy. Well, he gets stuck. He can't make it over the, the one rock <laughs> in the yeah, swamp. Yeah, he, he hits a tiny bubble. One that like... When Mitchell leaves, he leaves in he, that car. He drives over it. <laughs> drives over that rock just fine. He's just better he doesn't at... go in reverse and like steer around. No. He just guns it and it works for him. He's better but at I think driving. it's just the power of Mitchell. Yeah. He's better at putting his foot on the gas <laughs> than the other guy. And he kills John Saxon via the power of road rage. Yeah. A big explosion. He like the kills in this are pretty brutal. I love yeah. a lot of blood. It's like the it goes one hard last 20 minutes. It's the one thing that doesn't feel like a TV movie. Like a TV movie in the 70s. They're not like putting giant squibs in guys chests and blowing them away. You're not seeing a guy getting his head get, getting like brained by a, a rock. Yeah, but they should. And like, I guess that's just cool for him to do. He never like gets in trouble. For that. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's multiple times in this movie where, like, he has the chance to just arrest someone, but he chooses to murder them instead. And it's just like, I guess that's just what cops do. Yeah. Mitchell well, like, does. shooting a guy in the leg or, like, them dying because their dune buggy blows up. I feel like that is stuff that, you know, could conceivably happen. But bashing a, a guy's head in until... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how you explain. He could have hit that guy once, you know, like, like, he, yeah, if you think about like why he wants to get John Saxon and like this whole story is he is so obsessed because I have to recap now that the character's dead. The the FBI were going to throw every law in the book after him. And, and uh, according to the chief, like John Saxon's character was going to go to prison for a long time for committing every possible offense you could commit, according to the movie and all Mitchell had to do was leave him alone and let the FBI arrest him. And instead he murdered him because he's so obsessed with this one murder that John Saxon did. Whereas here we have a moment where he doesn't have to kill this guy with a rock. Yeah. He could bonk him Flintstone style just the once and make him think he's a race car driver or something and then walk away. Uh, but he hits him like three times. Yeah. He cracks the guy's skull open. He goes a little nuts for a second. It was just the same thing, John. It's the same thing he's going after the bad guys for. Yes, yeah. He wasn't even in his own house, though. You know what? He could have been on the dune buggy guy's property, for all we know. I think Mitchell... is. It's a story about how, you know, actually, there's evil on both sides. We must... To to fight monsters. He's an To fight Mitchells, we must become Mitchells (laughs) ourselves. He's just in the... Yeah, he's an anti-hero. He's a you misunderstood the work by idolizing him type of guy. (laughs) No, I think, I think you should idolize Mitchell. I think we need more characters like Mitchell, more guys, more slobs, you know? Uh I'm curious what his, uh, like report for that incident was like, 
The guy pulled a gun. He pulled out a buggy, and I had to bash him with a rock. A lot. <laughs> a lot, yeah. It took a lot. He kept, you know, trying to kill me. You could write down the Saxon, like the death of Deanie as a accident. I bashed sure. his car and it tipped over and it blew up as dude's buggies do. A malfunction. Yeah. That probably should have been recalled anyway. Yeah. Not really his fault. A faulty part. They shouldn't be blowing up like that, even if you ram no, them. Even was... if you ram them. <laughs> yeah. The the health points hit zero. Oops. Yep. Beep, 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 beep. It was flashing red. <laughs> um... But the bashing a guy in the... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you tell your chief. Uh, yeah. So this is the part where I hit the guy in the head with a rock like 17 <laughs> times. Luckily, it doesn't doesn't come up. Hey, chief, have you seen the part um, in 2001 A Space Odyssey where all of the apes, they find the monolith? I kind of did that to someone's head. Yeah. And that's also the kind of head space I was in at the time. <laughs> he touched... Well, that's the thing. People don't realize like dune buggies were sort of a newer thing at the time. And so like touching a dune buggy was a lot like touching the monolith in 2001. Yes, yeah. His brain started working in all new ways. <laughs> he had to invent tools and start war. <laughs> but after this, he like he doesn't get a sexy song. He gets a depression song. Yeah. They cut to his apartment, and he's got like a bunch of empty cans on his nightstand, and like a yeah. sad song is playing. He's got a pile of empty cans just on the floor by his couch bed. Yeah. He's doing like we some think bed drinking. It, you thought you knew... Uh, how sloppy he was, but it turns out he gets even sloppier when he doesn't have the lady around. Yeah, I think if you're gonna drink a beer in bed, you gotta like have the TV on or something. Yeah, that can't be your only activity you're doing in bed. That's when it gets. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge this guy's hobbies. Okay, I just I I feel like you know maybe you could be doing something better for yourself. Name one better place to drink a beer. Oh, I'm not I'm not saying the bed is a bad place to be drinking a beer. I just think you have to like have a book or something. I actually don't like drinking when and I don't like drinking in the bed. I, I can't do that. Lying down is the the the, the physics of, of getting a beer in your mouth, especially a can of beer in yeah. your mouth and you're lying down without spilling it. I like being a little like half propped lounging with yeah. uh, like some tea, like lounging Very on nice. the couch. Yeah. I'm trying to drink anything on my bed. I think I guess you got to be like laying on your stomach, make yeah. it easier. I don't know. It's not something I do often. No, laying down, laying on your stomach. Thing. Maybe he was laying on his stomach with his feet kicked up in the air on the phone, talking to his <laughs> boyfriends about how he lost his girl. <laughs> he was twirling the cord around his finger. <laughs> Where he talks about the prostitute he lost. I had the worst day today, fellas. On a three-way <laughs> call. <laughs> Remember the I want to meet Mitchell's guy? friends. I want to see who hangs out with Mitchell. Who Nobody. puts up with him? Nobody hangs out with Mitchell. When he brings uh, his girlfriend lady to the police station, the guy's like, you had sex with this guy? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> he yells at a little kid after this. Uh, yeah, he gets in a screaming match with a child. <laughs> He finally finds like an intellectual equal he can do battle with. <laughs> he kind of loses. He yells at him to piss off. Piss off, kid. It's really the only time he gets like heated in the movie. At this little kid. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, he he finally understood what someone was saying to him. Yeah, when like, other people were insulting, it kind of goes over his head. Yeah, he accepts that he's like intellectually beneath everyone else. But the little <laughs> kid was like looking in a mirror. <laughs> yeah, he just like immediately starts doing the like repeating what a kid is saying back to him thing. Me, me, me. He's like, a, yeah, he is a child. He yeah. is a child. Like a, that's a legal drinking age. Maybe he is a child. Maybe he's like Jack. Ooh. Okay. He's only. That explains a lot of the movie. Seven years old. But then he makes a, a deal with the uh, the main bad guy, Cummings, to do a little undercover work as a chauffeur with a silly hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get some poor old lady in on their, their fake heroin importing. Yeah, the whole plan is that he's going to drop off the heroin to uh, Mistretti? Yeah. Delano. He's like the underboss. Is it Galano the... or Mistretti that he's dropping it off to? I don't know. I th- One of them. Yeah. I don't know. Do we we don't ever see Galano, right? He's like he's the big shadow figure. Ooh, yeah, that's the sequel. Missetti is the one that they're actually dealing with. Yeah, so he's supposed to go drop off the drugs because uh the whole deal that uh Cummings is giving him is like, you can drop off the drugs, then you're gonna arrest him. You can have him. He's all yours, buddy. Not me though. But not me. I'm free. I get off scot-free. That's the but deal. He screws him. He sets him up. You can't set up Mitchell. You can't set up Mitchell. Mitchell's invincible. There's something characters in this movie need to remember. So you can't fuck. You can't get Mitchell. <laughs> He's unkillable. He's unkillable. You got to beat him with facts and logic. <laughs> like the kid. The He gets in a shootout with the goons. And there's a really sick part where the helicopter flies in and they just like drop a shotgun to him like a mm-hmm. video game. <laughs> I fucking love that part, dude. <laughs> he, he's running. The goon is shooting at him. Again, like I said, you can't kill Mitchell because this goon yeah. is shooting at him 10 feet away. Hit him. <laughs> missing every shot. Mitchell goes down an embankment. He They throw a shotgun and he picks it up and immediately squibs the shit out of this guy. Yes, yeah. He cooks it's him. It's sick. But yeah, they're like, they totally have the drop on him. They're like, we know you're a cop. They're standing like three feet away from him, and he somehow just <laughs> runs away. He not somehow he before he goes to the meeting. He realizes when he realizes the heroine's fake. He puts a rag in the gas tank of his car. Yes. Oh, right. He gets away he by going. What's that over there? And then lighting the gas tank on fire. Yeah. One like the car that he is also standing just as close to as the two <laughs> gunmen. And they see it's not like it catches them by surprise. Like it, this is a, this is like a he puts a banana in the tailpipe, basically. Right? Uh-huh. He he like lights it on fire. They see him light it on fire, and they all run together equally. They, they he gets no advantage. Yeah, he, he had the uh, he knew it was coming though. Yeah, it, that's how he was three steps ahead of them. Right. God. But yeah, them throwing the shotgun from the helicopter is so fucking. It's pretty sick. He does. He kills Mishreddy pretty cool too. Like right in the chin. Mm-hmm. But this is all. I guess, he, I guess they only gave him like two shotgun shells because he kills two little guys with the shotgun, and then he switches to his pistol to kill Mishreddy. Yeah, he forgot he had that. Oh shit! Like, <laughs> <laughs> Got it. This other gun. He forgot that he could reload the shotgun. He tries to put the little gun into the big gun to reload it. <laughs> No one ever taught him how to reload. How does this work? He just gets a new gun every day. 
It turns out when he was inspecting the guns to find out which ones were loaded back at like John Saxon's place, he actually did not know if they were loaded. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. know what a bullet looks like. No clue what he was looking at. Every single gun is actually loaded, but he's looking down the clips and going, there's nothing in there. He's looking down the barrel and squeezing the triggers to see if they're loaded. Just <laughs> luckily the safety's on. Yeah. <laughs> These things are all empty. <laughs> But all this is Mitchell, uh, the world's dumbest cop. <laughs> the world's dumbest yet best cop. Oh yeah, uh, he gets results. Takes. Anytime you start, your brain starts getting too big. It impedes your ability to police effectively. He operates on pure instinct. <laughs> he doesn't investigate. He doesn't have to think too hard about connections. What he does is he goes to the guy he suspects and goes, "Hey, did you do it? Did you do it? Hey." Did you, did you do it? I'm gonna Until get the you. guy gets in a position where he can kill them. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> it's like it's like Columbo. You know, Columbo knows who did it right away. He just has instinct. And then he annoys them until they finally give it away. Uh-huh. Mitchell's like that, except he goes after the guy until he gets in a position where he can just shoot them in the face. <laughs> if Columbo's end game was to just blast the guy. Because <laughs> all of this is just a distraction for the real heroine exporting that's going on in mm-hmm. on a boat which like if you're cummings you can't be on the boat you gotta get that's a job for your goons you can't trust anyone it's a million bucks that's tr- it is a million bucks also he has to i think he has to get away too because because he's doing all this because he's, he's doing there. all this and the mob will kill him and mitchell will kill him Where like his play here now? i think is like literally like i need to get out of town also i'm taking the heroin with me I was like, yeah, I don't under where where were they going? It's a different part Mexico. of California, Mexico. Yeah, they were they were trying to go to the because the Mitchell Fowles when the helicopter, the helicopter guys keep reminding him how close they are to the Mexico territory line. Oh, okay. Because once you enter Mexican waters, they have no jurisdiction. Right, and they're also running low on fuel. Yeah, that's, mu- I, that's multiple ticking clogs. It's so funny they're like <laughs> trying to find a boat in the whole ocean. <laughs> They do though. Mitchell, Mitchell it, makes yeah. it work. Mitchell's final. Mitchell's plan to fight the boat because you might think like, how's he going to fight the boat from a helicopter? He's What's smash. he going to do? Is he going to shoot at them? Is he going to drop down from the helicopter, land in the boat, and fight them? Eventually, and, yes. You know that that's no, got to happen. His plan is, he he he's like, what's this oxygen tank for on the side of the helicopter? Can we tie a rope to it and hang it down yeah. and use it like a? Fucking you wrecking con- ball. Have you ever considered using this for smashing? <laughs> they just hang an oxygen tank from the bottom of 60 feet below the helicopter and ram it into the boat over and over. Aren't those like compressed air tanks like incredibly dangerous to like bang around? Nah, I think Mitchell knows what he's doing. Yeah. This actually isn't his first time doing that. <laughs> you know, last time I was in a helicopter battle, we did this whole smashing deal that worked out really well mm-hmm. one of the helicopter guys gets gunned down though that's the thing. like that guy forgot the most important rule which is that only mitchell's invincible yeah if you're not mitchell you don't want to be near mitchell yeah he like he gets killed because he there's a gun a gunfight breaks out between the the main big goon and mitchell on the plane and, and helicopter mitchell's shooting from the from the helicopter runs out of ammo and the other cop in the helicopter is like well, that guy missed you like a hundred times. Maybe I should try. And he gets fucking shot the first time he yeah. tries to take a shot. No, no, no. Stick to the helicoptering, buddy. 
leave the bullet dodging to Mitchell. They smash the boat a little, and then they just straight up bonk the guy with the tank. Mm-hmm. Very good aim with the swinging, bonking tank. But uh, as soon as Mitchell gets on the boat, you know everyone else is as good as dead. Oh, if you're in a gun... I don't want to be in a gunfight with Mitchell. No, I don't want to be near Mitchell. Oh, yeah. I want to be in the city that he is policing. (laughs) Do you think Mitchell smells? This is an important question before we get to the end here. Do I think he smells? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He smells. Yeah. Sweat. Alcohol sweat. Yeah. He smells like be- he smells like a can of beer every day. Like when you get that really bad hangover sweat, and you can yeah. like smell the alcohol like in your pores, twenty four seven. Yeah, that's what I think is going on. It smells like a brown paper bag. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of wet. Yeah, I think that's why he wins every. I think that's why people can't hit him, and I think like, that's ugh. why he wins every fight. And it's because the stench, I think, disarms the opponent, so they're not as guarded. And also, I think like the stench waves coming off of him uh, make it hard to discern where his real body is. You can't see him. Yeah, he's like, they don't show it in the movie. They didn't have the budget, but he does look like Pigpen. So like this constant (laughs) dust cloud around him. (laughs) He's also, you can't win because he's impervious to deals. Mm -hmm. He can't be reasoned with. He's like the Terminator. Yeah, except instead of, like, not caring about them, he just doesn't understand numbers. Yeah, because, like, the guy on the boat is like, Mitchell, dude, half a million dollars is yours. Just take it. I'm coming out. And he even throws it out. Like, he throws half a million dollars worth of heroin onto the deck of the boat. Take it. Yeah, he's like, here's the deal. Deal's done. Coming out now. Mitchell just fucking shoots the shit out of him. Again, another (laughs) opportunity where, like, so that guy had a gun, obviously. He had two yeah. guns. He threw out one. He kept the other one. He was going to shoot Mitchell. But Mitchell could have, like, arrested him, right? No, no, no. Like, he had the drop on him. He could have been behind the door, put a gun to the guy's head when he walked out and arrested him. But no, Mitchell takes the first shot he can get. Mitchell kills everyone at his sights. He doesn't know how to arrest people, and he's been a cop long enough now that he's, like, embarrassed to ask anyone how to do it. <laughs> it's just easier for him to kill everyone. And this is why the department, they keep taking him off of murder cases and on to, like, just shadowing people. Because they're like, Mitchell, just fucking, dude, please put the, please stop using your gun. We're going to put you on parking meter duty. Just stop getting people killed. Killing people over double parking. (laughs) Yes. He he puts a ticket on your car and he just, like, bashes (laughs) you when you come out. Bashes you with a rock. You get in your car, like, and there's a ticket on the dash and also he's in the back seat. Mm -hmm. drinking a beer with a gun (laughs) man it's so funny that uh does the woman character have a name i don't know that they ever say it it's so funny that she comes back yeah why would she come back the end of the movie is not him killing the guy who's like the not even the Again, not even the head of the conspiracy. He just kills a guy who was going to do a drug deal. Uh-huh. Like, he doesn't uncover the conspiracy. Nothing is solved. He doesn't actually investigate anything in the movie. He just kills two guys that he hated. He wins. He does win. <laughs> he wins. Uh, and he goes back to his apartment, and she's there, and she had broken in, and she's like, hey, I, I still like you, even though I'm not getting paid. Do you want to have sex? Basically, is what she says. She, she doesn't knew. quite say that, but she's like, I'm. she's basically like, 
signaling I'm yours. I'm your girl. Yeah, like because she can't get enough of the Mitchell. I don't know what has changed since she was like riding bastard on the windshield of his car. She cooled off, man. She thought about it for a little bit, and she was and she made a pros and do? pros and cons list of going back. Yeah, pros uh, cons. Uh, well, he's Mitchell. Uh, he's gross. <laughs> he smells. He's got this like constant. It looks like someone sketched uh dust clouds dirt clouds around him they, they don't even look real they're like cartoon um he he keeps using his feet for stuff yeah but he keeps rubbing my feet yeah he he only has ground coffee like this guy doesn't fresh grind his coffee Ugh, doesn't big, have a dishwasher big yikes uh he's a cop he doesn't have a bed doesn't have a bed <laughs> uh but the pros is the same list, and she went, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Well. She just has ten hours of sex written really big, <laughs> but yeah, she comes back so they can end the movie on the goofiest freeze frame of all time. I, that ending is again a part that feels so fucking TV. It's crazy. It ends crazy. on a gag, and it feels like it ends on like. So the, the it ends on she's like, "Hey, I'm back," and then he's like, "Well, he reaches into the trash, finds a joint, and arrests her." And yeah. it freeze frames on him dragging her out of his apartment with like, and then the theme song hits ma, 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 ma Mitchell making their way. And that is like, that is literally like, Oh, we ended the TV show on the gag. We do every episode, every episode. She is somehow she's with him. She's involved <laughs> somehow with whatever case he's doing because of her connections to the underworld. And he arrests her at the end of every episode. And that's our running gag of the show. Like that's what it feels like. It feels like a, you're supposed to go, oh, Mitchell. Oh, Mitchell, you freak. Yeah, the end. End of the movie. She's in jail for life now. It's her second offense. <laughs> if Mitchell doesn't kill her, that is. <laughs> I guess actually he do, he only knows how to arrest like his foreplay. But he like grabs her by the back of the head. She's like freaked out. Then that's the freeze frame for the end of the movie. <laughs> that's our Mitchell. That's our Mitchell. He only does not arrest women. Otherwise, he he kills men, arrests women. He has more respect. He has he respects women. That's what it is. <laughs> and he doesn't kill a single one. You know, he doesn't want to treat her just as a sex object. She can be arrested too. What a weird movie. What a weird bizarre guy. movie. <laughs> it's when we watched um, Captain Corona's Vampire Hunter. We talked about how it was the most TV feeling movie that we watched on the show. Yeah. And that's because it sets up a world that you could expand. It feels like the first entry in a series, whether uh-huh. it's a TV series or a movie series. It introduces this world where vampires can mean anything. They could suck your life force, not just your blood, etc. And it's it that is a it's a premise that you could do infinitely every week. You can come back and see what new vampires he's going to face. But structurally, in, ter- in terms of its 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 formula, Captain Kronos is just like it's a it's a regular movie. It doesn't yeah. feel like a TV show in terms of its structure, like stylistically too. Yeah, it feels like a movie. it doesn't hit TV show beats. It doesn't have the kind of music. It, but like you look at Mitchell, Mitchell feels like a TV show. Yeah, like you've glimpsed some lost pilot from the seventies. Yeah, it's it's got repeated comedic beats. It's got a character type in its lead that is the type of idiosyncratic detective that you would get on TV, not in movies usually, because it's the kind of characterization that is built to draw you back to this character time and time again, not 
the kind you do for like a one-off movie that wants to be taken seriously. Well, it's also like a characterization where like it feels like the beginning of a TV show where they're like, oh, we have this guy. He's just kind of a slob. We'll find it as the TV show goes mm-hmm. on, like flesh it out a little more like what his yeah. deal is. And yeah, it, it feels like the the proving grounds like we were pushing the slobby parts pretty far in the pilot. We'll find the balance later in the season. Uh huh. And like, well, when I got done watching, I was like, I feel like if this was a pilot and there is a TV show, people would be, I think, way more forgiving of this movie. Yeah. As like the first episode of a show, if it like if they get if they kind of nail the character more in later episodes, then like as a movie where it's supposed to stand alone. Yeah. Or even if they didn't like if this was the beginning of just like Walker, Texas Ranger, I think it would like mm-hmm. make more sense even mm-hmm. as the beginning of like a not great TV show. Oh, uh, are you saying Walker, Texas Ranger is not a great TV show? I don't I I haven't really watched it, so I only it's know by great. reputation. Is it really? He kicks guys and then he talks about how great religion is. It's awesome. I actually think I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of Walker, Texas Stranger. I think I've only seen that clip where Haley Joel Osment has AIDS. I've watched a ton of Walker, Texas Ranger in my life. It's it's a hilarious show. It's not supposed to be funny, but yeah. it's like I mean, really hammy. Uh, it's like Chuck Norris thought he was actually making a serious show about like faith and family and the action's like pretty fun and goofy and then like it'll try to be serious and it'll be very earnest in a way that is very entertaining to me yeah that sounds good yeah like a show that has uh some very special episodes yeah it's full of those like it, it's like it's like yeah he, it was he was thought he was making a show for families i mean it's, that Haley joel osmond clip is extremely funny there's a reason that worked for years for conan to just pull clips from like, yeah it's it's a very you can clip that show it's very funny it's also it's entertaining. I've actually watched episodes in the last couple of years, too. It's pretty fun. Nice. OK, sorry. I'm not like recommending people run out and watch Rocker Texas Ranger. <laughs> I mean, when you could just watch Mitchell. Yeah, you just watch Mitchell. Uh, the structure feels like TV. The, the character bits feel like TV. The uses of soundtrack, as we said, feels like TV. Like it just feels like a TV pilot. It feels like it's building a formula that they would then repeat every episode every week for years. Yeah. Yeah, I. it feels like everyone's giving TV performances to me. Mm-hmm. Like, And I feel like John Saxon is right at the level of actor that they would get in for like the villain of the week, like heavy. Yeah, he rates at that like, oh, this is a guy who is just a big enough star that we can put him in a Columbo. And it's like, oh, shit, John yeah. Saxon's here. Tune but not next so week big that you can't for John him. Saxon. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Or I guess a more direct example, like a Miami Vice episode. Yeah, yes. They should have had uh, Mitchell pop up in Miami Vice. Oh, man. Have the coolest, most suave cops ever have to deal with Mitchell. <laughs> That's originally it was going to be Crockett, Tubbs, and Mitchell. <laughs> but like, like that... I find that kind of charming, like that, like really like small budget. T- it feels like a TV show. There's something there. Yeah, it's just it's very weird. It is weird. I just I kind of wish there was something like seedier or nastier mm-hmm. to latch on to. Yeah, it's like... not a great movie. There's like not much to it. I, I, to me, it's like I think the Joe Don Baker performance, like the way how much he's leading into this like slovenly slob thing. I find really charming. Uh, and like, that's why that's like, 
if without him, I don't think the movie works at all. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I kind of wish they had been like, oh, since this is a movie and not a TV show and we are like squibbing up guys, let's just make it like nasty and like more mm-hmm. exploitative. Like if, cause I, it's pretty obvious that it's not going to be some kind of like prestigious picture that they're making. Yeah. So I kind of wish they had like, I, yeah, they're not even trying to, or else they wouldn't have that theme song. Yeah. They wouldn't make Mitchell this much of a slob. Yeah. And it's, like, it's I think that's almost like plays, but like if it was like 10% skeevier, I think I would like it more. Yeah. It, it's kind of weird because it's like Mitchell's almost like a comedy character, but they didn't put him in a comedy movie. Yeah. Like like this should be a buddy cop movie where he's the lead and then his his like yeah. partner hates his guts because he's so slovenly. He needs like a straight man. Yeah. And and instead it's a played straight uh 70s cop movie but not very seedy and it's got these comedic elements. So it's got just like it's got a bizarre tone where it's not yeah. a comedy. It's hard for me. It's hard to latch on to for me. But it's not a serious movie. It's just it's it's like it's not all the way there for, for with any of its elements or any of its sense. Like it has no sense of, of what it's going for. It like I'm looking at how it's credited too, and like it is just Mitchell, which is so strange. And they like never reference his rank or anything. He's just Mitchell. So it's <laughs> bizarre. I like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he's like a ghost or something. They can't fire him. He's like haunting the police. He's been there for 40 years. Don't you know, Mitchell? You've always been here. But yeah, I think that was that was Mitchell. It's a cool movie. It's pretty cool. I don't, I'm not going to be like running out to recommend it to people. I don't think. No, it's a it's it's a mess. I'm <laughs> I'm glad this was my first Jodan Baker movie. Yeah. I can watch Walking Tall and be like, that's a masterpiece. Right. Yeah. It's going up from here. Before, like, before we started it, um, I was like, before I started watching the movie last night, I was like, should I just, like, should we pivot to Walking Tall? Should we just watch Walking Tall instead? Cold feet about Mitchell. I almost had, I was having cold feet. And I was like, fuck it. We're watching, I already said we're watching Mitchell. We're watching Mitchell. Uh, yeah, which is like it. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone except like if you're already bought in on who Joe Don Baker is and like you want to watch him yeah. in like a starring role. That it's it really leans into his screen presence because he's not a typical leading man. He is not like a pretty boy. He wouldn't be able to do like a dirty hairy thing. And like it leans in this idea like oh well, he is kind of a larger dude. He does have this kind of like really casual air about him, and it leans all the way into that in a way that is like. It goes far beyond, oh, we just gave a character a little bit of flavor and just makes him like a little too slovenly. It's weird. Yeah. And that's like fascinating. And I think Jodan Baker is really, <laughs> I like his presence as the lead of the movie. Um, so I would recommend it on that level, but it's not a very good movie yeah. at all. It has like the ending actions. I like the ending action. Like it gets real squibby. Like from the shootout at the drug house to the end of the movie is pretty solid. Yeah. All the um, the like helicopter stuff was reminding me a lot of the end of uh Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. Uh 
which is another very silly <laughs> movie that ends with a big helicopter battle. That helicopter wrecking ball battle, again, could be like a comedy set piece. And for some reason, it's not yeah. in this movie. Yeah. It, I, it makes sense to me as something they did on Mystery Science Theater because it does seem like a movie that's kind of like begging you to make fun of mm-hmm. it. Uh, Although... I haven't watched the episode. My understanding is they make fun of him being a slob a lot, but it's like, that's a very intentional. It's not like an accident part of a movie. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like a weird choice, but it is a choice. Yeah. That's like what's I just ke- I keep going back. To, like, it's so fascinating. It's a it's a it's a fork off of that classic noir. Like, oh, our guy's in over his head. The detective can't keep up with the mystery, except the movie's like the detective sucks at his job and he's a slobby piece of shit. And it's like, yeah. it's not usually yeah, how you make your movie detective nasty murderer that not even really clear why he's doing what he's yeah. doing. It, it's it's not like they're like, oh, we made like a, a bad. He's not like Dirty Harry, where it's like, oh, we made a guy who follow the rules. Yeah. Or, you know, but he's really good at his job. He's or just it's a like, guy. Yeah, he's just like a dude. It's just some, it's just some weird, guy. It's so weird. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, it gets a two and a half with a heart for me. It's the lowest rating I've given on the show. Yeah, I'm thinking two to two and a half is where i'm sitting yeah. to which for me is not great <laughs> it's like i'm not like i don't hate it or anything if it was on i wouldn't turn it off but i'm yeah. definitely not gonna be like yo you guys gotta check out <laughs> mitchell i'm glad we picked it because i don't think i would have watched it otherwise yeah and i am glad i got to see this movie with that theme song and that my, my, weird my, of a my, my, central performance yeah uh what a yeah what a what a what an interesting movie what a picture what a picture what a picture uh man mitchell and what what more is there to say i have nothing else to say goodbye you can watch follow not watch we don't we're not a video you can follow us on twitter at dadcore cinema keep listening to the podcast wherever you are listening to it right now we're on iTunes, we're on uh, Spotify, we're on Google, we're on all the places, Podvine, wherever. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Give us five stars out of five. Please, just At do it. At least five stars. Just listen to me when I talk to you, please. I know you're not listening to this episode because it's the Mitchell episode, but just mm-hmm. go in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at that one guy 64 Charlie? I'm the Tumboy. For as long as Twitter exists. Yes. That was like a joke for a while. It's seemingly increasingly broken, but we'll see where it goes. We'll see where the future holds. I'm liking, I'm loving all the updates personally. <laughs> They're all making it better. <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know what they say. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.